0: Welcome to the Madera Tribune Podcast. I'm your host, Nugase Gabrendrius, with my co-host, Tyler Takeda. Today we have a sports-centered podcast with uh, Liberty Women's Soccer Team Head Coach Eric Walker. And today we are going to talk about not only soccer in Madera, but some basketball as well. Tyler, do you want to go ahead and get us started?
1: Yeah, Eric Eric has been the uh, coach at uh, Liberty for how many years now?
2: Uh, I started there in 2000. 2013-2014 soccer
1: season. So, if people don't know about soccer, especially in the Ranchos, I think that's one of the sports they're known for. I think for women's sports, it's soccer and softball. So, they've had a record of, what, 13 straight league championships. Um, how's it going so far in league this year?
2: Um, league, we're doing okay. We've uh, uh, There's been a couple games that have been canceled against us. I think we've played um, let's see, Chachilla... Union, Sierra, Kerman. We played four games so far. Uh, we are three and one right now, and we are going to have six games to play within the next two weeks because we have to finish by uh, February 11th.
1: Wow! And but that's just all adjustments with the COVID stuff and all that kind of thing. So it, is it kind of expected, but it sucks, but yet it's still something you got to deal with.
2: Yeah. No, it it's definitely stinks. Um, Within the first week, um, we were the only school that was able to play both games. Um, you know, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Unified got shut down. Uh, the whole district got shut down. Um, Washington Union had to shut down. So we were the only school that was able to play both games. Um, so now everything from that point on was just makeups. Um, and then when uh, we came the next week, I think we had to – I know we had to cancel a game against Yosemite because of, you know, our team uh, got COVID. <laughs> um, you know, and then we made, we had a, a make date scheduled, and then that got canceled because of referees and COVID. Our game last Friday got canceled because of uh, uh, Chowchilla got COVID. <laughs> so it's just kind of been a thing. I mean, we I was kind of told just to kind of expect it. And we had kind of gotten through the first parts, um, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much December and, and – uh, Beginning, very beginning of January, you know, kind of unscathed, and then everything kind of hit. So I was really hoping we were going to make it all the way through, but no, it's it's just it's kind of it's getting kind of rough right now.
1: But still, um, six. You said six games in two weeks. You got your eyes looking towards the playoffs. How? Did, what is your reaction to the the way they're doing the seedings now? Would it be just basically on you know win loss and uh, strength of schedule type of the computer rankings?
2: Yeah, you know. So I was on the call, uh, last October as the uh, soccer advisory, we kind of voted on it. Um, you know, I've never liked the way that the max preps, um, little algorithm because I can always refer back to when we won Valley back in 2000, uh, 2015, we were the number three seed, played East Bakersfield, the number one seed, beat them for Valley championship. The rankings come out the next week and they're number one still and we're number two.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> so I never realized like how that, how that actually worked. And so then, you know, you know, CIF uses, you know, in the the last couple of years, they've been using max preps. They're using the coaching's rankings. And it's always hard for me to, to justify uh, a coach's rankings when they never see us play. Um, You know, I understand if you've seen us play, you played against us or anything like that. But, you know, we have teams in different areas who are ranking us based on what they see on max preps. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know we we do have a, a strong uh, preseason that we've done uh, since we started here, uh, or since I've started here. Um, you know, and you know then we get the league and our leagues. You know, our league's not the tracker or the CMAC or anything like that by any means. But we always try to be competitive in there. And some teams, I mean, you could we could go ten and zero and we'll still get ranked. You know, below number eight yeah. just because of of what they see from our from our league. So and that's it's happened kind of like my, that in the past. Thing, so.
1: It's happened um, like that in yeah. the past, where you guys would go undefeated and still get, but you you obviously you get bumped up to a division two and get like yeah. an eight seed there instead of a number one seed in division three, where you guys should probably be or compete well. Yeah,
2: no, yeah, it was it was kind of hard. When I first started, we were D three. Um, you know, we lost in in semis our first year. We won ballet for the next two years, um, and then I think we were like the number I forget in two thousand seventeen what seed we were. Um, but yeah, was, you know, then we get to go to D two, and you know, here we are, a school of less than six hundred, and we're having to compete with, you know, um, pretty much all the CMAQ teams, and a, you know, a couple of these Tulare teams, and it's like, you know, we just we can't compete number wise, uh, you know, in there. So, you know, when they were talking about the CIF home <laughs> and they, you're going to use a different algorithm and this and that, we're like, okay, let's let's try it. and Then um, I've been told I haven't really looked at, looked at it too much. But I guess when you look at the Max Preps rankings and then you look at these rankings, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> um, so I like I said, it's, it's it is what it is with this stuff here.
1: I mean, you would think it would work out in your favor, but yet we've seen it work where it doesn't. Like you know, with Liberty and the football team going against Rigetti, who went yeah. one and nine in the season, a Division Two team, and they go all the way down to D five, and it's you know it's almost unfair. But right. anyway. You know, one thing yeah, is- no,
2: it's 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 been interesting. I mean, you know, like I said, we for the past couple of years we've been D two. Um, you know, when we the first rankings came out, we were D four. But uh, you know, the funny thing is, I started looking at it, and you know, I realized that there's like I don't know how they based it because you have Clovis North, who's one of the top teams, not just in not just here locally, but in the in the state or region, however you want to call it. And they were the first rankings came out, they were listed as as a D two. <laughs> like, how does that happen? And so, and then you realize that there was other schools that weren't even listed. I know the, I reached <gasps> out to the, um, to Roosevelt and to Madera to let them know that they they weren't even in the rankings. Um, and then the next rankings come out, Clovis North goes to D1, but then Buchanan is no longer, not even listed at all. Yeah. Um, so it just, I don't know, it just seems a little bit weird. Like, how do you lose track of teams? and. And whatever but you know it's it's with the way that our season has kind of gone you know we went like i said we were d3 or sorry we were d4 now we're looking at d5 you know maybe that's the best thing for us right now
0: coach uh one thing i noticed um at the couple times i was at one of your matches um just the size of your squad now is that something that um you know you did intentionally or you know <laughs> do those girls you know you kind of just all brought them along there
2: no you know what we had this this is the best numbers that we've had in my uh eight seasons here um we for us we really can't afford to cut anyone um because we want them to keep coming out we want them to work and and so you know we ended up having i think like 20 at one time with 23 or 24 on jv we had i think 28 on varsity we, we've lost a couple here but you know my thing was is kind of going into this um, you know, if it gets down to where we start having the missed girls because of COVID or you know whatever various reasons, um, you know, we would still have the kind of numbers to be able to play games. Um, so, you know, th- this this right here is a very rare year where we've had that that number of uh, of girls out there with us.
1: But even so, they have so many so many numbers, but yet you only had was it s- seven seniors?
2: Seven seniors, yeah, yeah we had seven get- seniors. So. A- yeah, and, and actually kind of across the board, it's almost like the same amount. I, I think we had like seven seniors. I think there's like eight juniors. I think we have five uh, five freshmen on the team, five or six freshmen on the team, um, and, you know, the other sophomores. So, yeah, it was it was kind of equally with the numbers. But, yeah, having seven seniors was kind of nice. You know, last last couple of years we've had like – I think we had like a couple last year, three or four or five last year. No, five. Last year we had like six or seven. Yeah. Um, you know, and – you know these ones here. We had you know those these ones here. I don't know it was it was a little bit interesting with the, with our senior class and and uh, I mean all our classes haven't having those amount of girls coming out.
0: Yeah. Now how do you manage just the, the playing time? I mean that must be a headache. You know when you're it selecting you're starting 11.
2: It, it it gets hard. There there are games where not everyone plays. Um, you know and that was one of the very first things that we bring up when we have our parent meeting is look our, you know playing time is not going to be guaranteed. Uh, you know it's going to be earned. Uh, you know, you need. You know, if you're a practice, you got to work hard. Um, we have girls that work hard. We have, um, you know, and we want each girl to push the next one. Um, so you know, we we try to get into games where, uh, you know, we try to get in everyone as much as we can. Um, but sometimes, you know, depending on the depending on the game, depending on the situation, just not everyone's going to play.
1: Yeah, one of the now I want to get to the players, and you know, I watched a couple of matches, and I really, really. You know, we talked about it, enjoyed watching uh, Hess on the outside with um, McKenzie, Mac- McKenzie McIntosh, who's, what, a sophomore. Right. And then Marissa Johnson, or Marissa Lopez. Uh, Lopez in the middle. You know, that little up front, once they started getting chemistry, I think it really started your offense a little bit better.
2: Yeah, you know, we, we, you know, we, we looked at the girls that we had on our team and we realized there was a lot of talent out there. Um, it was trying to just get that talent to really play together, and it took a long time. Like we went to, we had a lot of games. Uh, you know, beginning of the season that were that were pretty tough games, and we lost to, to Globus West four um, zero, tied Highland one to one, tied Fresno Christian one to one, played Madera first time we lost to them in a couple of years. Um, and that was that was a four zero game as well. Uh, it was just uh, just just kind of like rough couple games, but it was about you know playing these stronger teams, trying to, you know, get our team to come together. Um, and then, you know, after a while, there was that, you start getting that, that nucleus, you know, Marissa and, and Kinsey had a really great chemistry last year uh, in working together, um, you know, near the, and obviously it was, it was May, April or May last year, but, um, you know, it took a little <laughs> bit, you know, kind of coming back to, back from that, and, uh, but yeah, they've got that chemistry again, you got Kinsey with, with Hess out there, Marissa with Hess out there, um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely coming along now. Um,
0: speaking about players, and I know we touched on this um, last time I was at one of your matches in person. Um, I, myself, I put the uh, Madera Tribune teams together at the end of the year, and I feel like the first name always on my list was Carly Tynan. And so yeah. I think a goalkeeper is an extremely important position, not just because you're obviously, you know, saving shots, but, you know, the leadership aspect as well. Can you talk about the transition in terms of you know bringing in a new keeper and you know how she's able to gel and you know Carly's been there for such a long time.
2: Yeah, you know uh, our our goalkeeper Emily Bo- Emily Bowright she was with us for, for her first two years. She's a junior right now. Um, actually, I take that back. She was with us her freshman year. Last year was kind of a lost year. Um, she uh, didn't play. She actually started coming out near the end of the season just to kind of start working out with us again. Um, but you know she's a she's a quality goalkeeper. You know, obviously having having Carly there for four years and just her history with with Comp, her background in, you know Comp soccer it was a was a huge addition for us and her intensity. Uh, and that's something that Boatwright is, is 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 getting uh, with us now. She's made some huge strides. I mean, she's making these these saves in, in trainings and in our games where you know it's just it's just awesome. You know, and when you when you get that type of when you have a goalkeeper that's sacrificing themselves back there, making those saves, um, it does nothing but as a as a player, it just gets you like, oh hey, we, you know, we got to start playing here, and, and and you know, she's if she's doing that for us, we got to start doing some stuff for her. So, she's definitely getting some leadership. You know, it was, it was very hard in the kind of the beginning of the year just because she was so new back there, and you know, we've got we had a couple of girls that were used to having Carly back there, um, but you know, there's that little trust thing, but that trust tr- is. Tr- 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 is definitely there now, and you know they're all the defense is all working, working for her. She's working for them, so it's it's a great thing to have back there, you know. And she's and she's getting that confidence, you know. When she when she her first year, I was like I said, she was a freshman. She's playing on JV, you know. Now you know JV and varsity is two you know completely different things with here, and so that that confidence and that that in her in her abilities, uh, both as, both as her her skill level and and the. And being able to to direct back there has is, is definitely come a long, a long way since we can have the season.
1: Well, for people that don't realize, um, we had the podcast last year. And Eric was uh, really adamant that he wasn't included. So we wanted to make sure he, he got included on the first podcast of the new season. So thank you, Coach, for coming on. Good luck to you this season. And, you know, we'll be out there in playoffs. Unfortunately, everything going on right now, we can't be out there now. But we'll be out there in playoff time and watch you guys do some good work out there.
2: Sounds good. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach.
2: Thank you. You guys have a good one. All right. You too.
1: Now we're coming into this uh, towards the end of the season now. Um, We've seen a lot of um, sports now. So what are your thoughts out there? Were you anything kind of racing my brother? Let me give you an example. Like I saw girls wrestling on Friday. And I was really impressed number one just the athleticism with all these girls out there it's it's still weird i'm still getting used to it but madera's got this beast madison avila man if you ever saw her in person you'd think she's a, she's a five foot tall girl pretty girl she was homecoming court royalty right she's a beast out there on the mat she's number ranked number one in the state at 104 pounds And you know, I'm looking forward to good things from her. You know, little things like that. See anything that you want to point out?
0: Um, You know, as the uh, soccer guy, quote unquote, um, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of good players over the years. You know, Christian Garcia from the Madera South, um, great Madera players. You know, Chris Arias, goalkeeper, great player. But I have to say, uh, Madera's Elmer Garcia might be the best player I've ever seen in person. And just because you know I mean he scored some pretty outrageous goals, like he scored a pretty outrageous one against Sanger just a couple of days uh-huh. ago. but when you see him on the ball, you don't see that calmness and that maturity you know from a, a player his age and so when I heard he was moving to Spain, I was you know obviously very impressed, you know, but um you know just you don't see that often in a young kid you know willing to bet on himself like that mm-hmm. so um, you know, I'm hoping that you know the, the, the Coyotes can you know make a deep run in the playoffs with Elmer and you know Elias Zuniga. They're you know um, on the same wavelength. You know? Yeah, it's great to see him play. And then even on that point,
1: you know, I saw them when they had him, and it was just a totally different team. But also another player is Giselle Reeves with the girls, and even um, with her working the middle, and you got Mia Roberts on the outside. That's a pretty wicked combination for the Coyotes and girls too, and they're doing really good things. With my buddy Cynthia
0: Moreno as the first year head coach, that's well uh, one other thing I wanted to point out too. I mean, she stepped in, you know, after Cameron Hill, who had a great tenure at Madeira. and she's winning some big games. You know, really, um, you know, putting the Coyotes in a great spot. And I think um, come playoff time, you know, I think they're one of the more dangerous teams just because. You know we talked about you know rankings and seedings earlier they're definitely going to be ranked lower than they should be mm-hmm. and i think they're going to have a good matchup hopefully and you know we'll see what, what they can do <coughs> sorry about the cough and then going to the basketball and
1: there's some pretty decent basketball going on ryan mitchell with madeira she scored 30 points against sanger in a win last week you know one of the players that's kind of off the radar she's actually become my favorite player to watch this year it's a little it's a guard over there at matilda torres sophomore sabrina surreal now her mom's gonna get mad cause they mispronounced your name, Surreal. But I mean, I'm telling you, she scored 27 points, 11 boards, six steals, and two block shots. This girl has a knack for blocking shots. She average she could average about five blocks a game without fouling, mind you. And that's really cool. She's ended up being my favorite player to watch this year for basketball. And you know, spring sports is right around the corner. I can't wait for the sun to start coming out and be able to get out there without a jacket.
0: You know <laughs> I agree with you there, um, but in terms of basketball, you know I was able to see Madeira versus Madeira South boys basketball a couple of weeks ago, and you know both good programs, David Lozano is doing a great job, and of course, Madeira South has a new coach, and he's doing a great job as well. you know I think beating Madeira at home that was a a, a great night. you know I was there in person, a lot of energy, and um, you know the Stallions definitely have a bright future um, under their new head coach, and of course. You know, we spoke about about, um, you know, David Lozano in the past and things like that. And he's always done a good job there also. One player to look for,
1: too, for Madera High, freshman Elias Torres, number two. He's a freshman. He is Ethan Richardson's, I think, um, brother, cousin, something. You know, he's got the Richardson blood in him, so he knows how to play ball. And he, he shows it. he's a freshman starting on the varsity squad.
0: That's that's pretty
1: pretty amazing. And I'll there. tell you what, he doesn't look like a freshman either with the way no. he
0: plays. So, I think Lozano definitely has a good one. So, and
1: you know what, these teams, Madeira and Madeira South, both teams might get beat up in the in the league right now. But I think because of the seedings and the way the 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 you know the strength of schedule, or the computer rankings are going to go. I think they'll be able to make a nice run in the playoffs because of the seedings. They're going to get, you know, seeded lower than, you know, the competition that they're playing right now in the C-Mac.
0: You know, the C-Mac in general is a very underrated conference. You know, not ba- not only basketball, baseball, football, but I, in my opinion, I think C-Mac is the best soccer division in the Valley. I mean, let's be honest here. I mean... There's some quality quality schools, Sanger, Madera, Madera South, Buller, Memorial, Edison. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good for Madera because, you know, being in a good conference, that makes you play better. It makes you play up to your competition. And that's a conversation I had with Nick Landeros a few days ago about, you know, his squad beat Memorial 5-3 in soccer. And so it kind of just shows you, um, you know, the Madera schools not only just catching up, but, you know, having some statement wins
1: as well well this is kind of
0: doing for the end of our first podcast
1: of the new season Um, we're trying some new things hopefully we'll get a video out there you can check us out on our youtube channel also on the social media we'll start doing some live streaming of these and have live guests i think if we do it right we'll have Arnaldo rodriguez the city manager in next week um he couldn't we, we couldn't do it today because of unforeseen circumstances so, hopefully, he'll be able to come on with us next week and
0: we'll have a nice chat with the city manager. Yes. And, um, you know, like Tyler said, you know, this is the first podcast uh, of the new season here. So, you know, we hope our listeners tune in and uh, we plan on bringing um, some more content. And, of course, like Tyler said, some videos and things like that as well. So, um, thanks again for tuning into the Monero Tribune podcast and we will see you again soon.